Okay, this is the disclaimer. This video is not meant to diagnose anyone or imply that anyone has narcissistic personality disorder. This video is to help people identify the hella toxic behaviors that contribute to spiritual abuse and religious trauma. Okay. The way they did it is the way they did it. It was so innocuous, so like, so insidious, so simple. And it would just fly under the radar, most people. Like, just look out for this. If you see this happening at your church, this is most likely a very toxic, predatory church and church system ran by some very toxic personalities. And it's probably best that you leave or at least have some, establish some really healthy boundaries. Okay? So, <laughs> let's get started. Hello, I'm Uche. Welcome back to my channel and welcome to, um, oh yeah, my podcast and welcome to um, uh, my Lessons from a Predatory Church series. This series is all about spiritual abuse and religious trauma, how to recognize it, how to heal from it, and how to keep your family and your loved ones and yourself safe from this bullshit because it's awful. Okay. Okay. So really quick. When I'm talking about a predatory church, whenever you hear me say those words, this is what I mean. A predatory church is a church with narcissistic personality disorder, especially within the culture of the leadership of that institution. So this means that the leadership of a predatory church, they are, they are unwilling to take accountability for specific harms that they commit. They lack empathy. There is rampant hella rampant hypocrisy within that institution. They are unable to accept criticism. Okay. And this is the most important one, last but not least, for the leadership of a predatory church. The ends always justify the means, especially, especially in the case of protecting the leadership of a toxic church or protecting the reputation, the fake ass reputation of that toxic, abusive institution. Okay, so that's what I mean by predatory church. So um, today I'm just going to go into a little bit a baby story time about how how the predatory church is able to literally turn turn your friends, turn your community group, turn turn your church family against you. But I need you to understand that this is something that toxic people, narcissists, do all the time, and it's called the smear campaign laying the groundwork to have you isolated and shunned. And for me, it, it, it worked eventually. But there was one thing they weren't counting on. Okay, so I'm going to start from the end, okay? And just a little context, I did not read this blog post um, until a year after it was written and after I was already kicked out from my church, Okay. All right, and this is from the No Eden Elsewhere blog, and it's a really um, helpful blog about spiritual abuse and religious trauma and holding religious institutions accountable for the harm they cause, okay? So it starts, it's over. Michael knew he was done with Watermark Church when he was invited to another blindside meeting by a Watermark Church staff member. It was an attempted blindside, but Michael knew the real reason behind the meeting, which was why he chose to go in the first place. In this meeting, he was advised not to associate with another church member. 
Michael knew this church member was being singled out to be avoided and isolated, then further abused by gossip to control the narrative. Michael already knew beforehand that they were using members to make this person feel excluded, rejected, and punished for not falling in line with what Watermark Church wanted him to do. The Watermark Church staff member attempted to use Michael to help further isolate and exclude this wayward church member by exaggerating details of the situation in order to cause him to think negatively about that person and thus no longer associate with him. In fact, the staff member tried to instill fear in Michael over the situation as to further drive home his agenda. Michael then knew that Watermark was not a healthy church and this meeting further confirmed his decision to leave. And when I tell you, when I tell you that I was so pissed, okay, you're going to, okay, you know what, I'll just finish the story. And I think you'll understand why I, I got so mad after I found out, after I found this blog post. So <laughs> let's start this little story time. So it was around uh, back in July of 2020, a month before I was kicked out of um, Watermark membership. Um. I got a text message from one of my girlfriends, one of my the girls in my CG, Bonnie. And she had messaged me and told me, hey, um, I don't know if you know this, but Katie and um, Kelsey, our um, CG director, they said they wanted to meet with me. Um, and it's kind of about you. I'm not sure if you knew about this meeting. And I told her, I was like, no, I didn't know about this meeting. That's really weird. And she's like, yeah, I thought it was weird too. I just want to make sure you knew and you didn't feel uncomfortable with me going. And I'll tell you about what happens in the meeting. Okay. And so I asked Bonnie, I was like, well, what's this meeting about? And Bonnie said, well, I'm not actually sure. They told me they just wanted to see how you were being fed, like spiritually, if you were, you know, how we were counseling with scripture and how, you know, you were doing. And I was like, that's really weird because they could totally just ask me that question. You know, weird. And that part is really important. Another kind of telltale sign about toxic people and especially narcissists is that they love, love to keep people off balance. It's another trait of a toxic, toxic personality is the chaos and just the, the blindsiding people and keeping people off balance with secret conversations and blindside meetings and not being upfront or honest about, and honestly, anything that can control the situation. These kind of people thrive in chaos because they create it. Um, and yeah, I want to make sure that's, I didn't even know how to put this in here, but I know it's super important to understand what's going on, that the blind side, the blind side meetings, the secret meetings are not an accident because when you, when I think about it, if I was not prepared, I would not have handled that conversation, this upcoming conversation. Well, I would have handled it even worse because I'd have been caught off guard. Like, where did this come from? What's really disgusting is that if I had not, if my bonds had not told me about this conversation in that meeting, I would have easily thought, oh, you guys were just talking about me. You know, you, my CG, were just, y'all were just, y'all had this conversation about me without me. I would have blamed them, you know, not knowing that it was the leadership that, were, that was behind this decision. Because um, apparently I wasn't supposed to know this meeting was going to happen. It's really interesting because like um, Watermark My Church has this like rule about gossiping. Like you need to, you know, if someone is, uh, if you're talking about someone and they're not a part of the conversation, then it's gossiping. 
And so it's supposed to be like, oh, you're not, this is a 24 hour rule that you need to tell someone that you're going to gossip about them, blah, blah, blah. So they decided to have a meeting about me without me. Okay. And with one of my closest girlfriends in my community group. Okay. So, um, (laughs) so crazy to look back on. Okay. So on that day, I think it was like a Tuesday or something. I forget. But on the day of the meeting, um, my friend uh, Bonds, she texted me and she was like, okay, I'm going to this meeting. I'll let you know what happens afterward. Okay. And so I was like, great. Thank you so much for telling me. I really appreciate it. Like, love her, you know? And so, um, and so, you know, the meeting happens and I text her later after I knew the meeting had happened that evening. And I was like, Hey, you know what happened? Um, there's something I need to know. And she texted me telling me, no, everything's okay. I'll let you know when we have our CG meeting, when we um, meet for CG. We had um, we had a meeting, I think, like Wednesday night um, that we were all going to do a Bible study and meet and talk or whatever, okay? And so I was like, okay, whatever. I'll not see you. See you then. And so um, since that was time of COVID, we all met on the Zoom call. And eventually we got to the point where um, Bonnie was telling me what happened, was telling me and the rest of the CG girls what happened at this meeting with uh, Katie Shermansky and um, Kelsey Smith or whatever. And um, she tells me that apparently there was another person at that meeting and her name was Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth something, my gosh, I'm forgetting people's names. Um, Whatever, I'll put it up. Elizabeth, right? And this girl Elizabeth was was at the meeting too. And um, so she's at this meeting and then there's, you know, three people. There's Kelsey, Elizabeth uh, and Katie. So it was my friend Bonnie and those three, those three watermark leaders. And honestly, she didn't have a chance. She didn't. What was really interesting was what I found out the details of what they told her. My friend said the meeting lasted about two hours, um, a little less than two hours. What's insane is by the end of that meeting, they had convinced my good friend, one of my best friends um, for the past three and a half years that I was, I was not myself, that I was sinning, and that um, she was convinced that I was sinning and I was doing such a horrible thing and, you know, uh, sinning against God and sinning against the watermark, the church, by calling them out publicly. Like they, she had, they had convinced her that I was like sinning and doing such a wrong thing and I needed to stop. I was disobeying, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> by the end of that meeting, she, uh, Bonnie, uh, my friend who was on my side, who was like, you know, kind of encouraging me and praying for me and really just like being there for me, she was against me by the end of that meeting. They had convinced her that I was a, I was a bad apple. I was sinning and I was just, you know, I was not, if I kept doing what I was doing, I was doing something against the Bible, against God's word for calling out the racism. They had convinced my friend that. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, like, bravo, the gaslighting, the, you know, coercion, top tier, top tier with, with Watermark. Little did I know that this is a common practice. So cut to the Zoom call, okay? Cut to the Zoom call, we were in CG and she's explained to me but what Katie and Elizabeth and Kelsey were saying about me. She was telling me, I mean, over the Zoom, we were talking about what happened during the meeting, and she was saying that Elizabeth and that girl Katie kept saying, like, this is not Uche. This is not Uche. This is not Uche. She didn't, Uche does not do this. This is not who she is. You know, like, she's, she's different. She's changed so much. This is not her. This is not her. And 
I'm sitting here on the on the Zoom call, right? And I'm sitting there like, this is me. This is me, Bonnie. She's like, no, it's not. She, Bonnie's who, who I believe loved me and was, you know, concerned for me was like, no, this is not you. This is not who you are. You da da da. And so my friend is telling me about, you know, they were just concerned with what that you're sinning by calling that you're sinning and you're and you're wrong for calling out the church publicly for the racism. Like the way you're doing it is not right. And she, my friend Bonnie, told me she was like, honestly, I have was kind of like uncertain about the way you were doing this. I had my my had my concerns. I didn't really like it. I didn't really. Um, I just wanted to try to be there for you, but I just now I I'm sure that what you're doing is wrong. But anyways, so I, um, so me and Bonnie were talking about that. The rest of the CG girls were there too. And we we're like, yeah, Uche, I'm kind of, we we're kind of uncomfortable. I was going to tell you, this is like, we just didn't, I didn't know how to, because you're so passionate about this and, you know, and uh, just, but, but you aren't being yourself. And I do think you're sinning. And I was just like, oh my gosh, fuck this. I'm like, I gotta go. Like I, the girls in my CG, two of them are white, one of them's black. And I, and, the, and they kept saying like, the way you're doing it, Blah, 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 making a, you know, making a commentary on how I'm going about posting on YouTube and how I'm going about telling my story. Um, just long story short, short, that meeting kind of our, our CG meeting kind of blew up because I got pissed. And I'm just like, so these three, these two strangers are telling you that I'm not behaving like myself, that I'm not acting like myself. And I told I told my friend Bonnie, I'm like, Bonnie, like, what the fuck? Like, you know me. Are you really surprised that I would do this? Like, you're telling me that this is like, oh, no, Uche would never do this. No, that's crazy to me. So I don't even know how two strangers are telling you about me. Katie was our community group director only for about like maybe two, three months, maybe at the time. And then this girl, um, Elizabeth, who came along, I had been in a racial reconciliation class with her, attended one session. It was like... um, I don't know, maybe a year earlier or something. I didn't know her that well, but like I, we we're friendly, right? But she was like, oh yeah, I know Uche. And this is not her. I'm like, and what's even more, what's more insidious is that there is a great, there's a kernel of truth in what they're saying. There is a kernel of truth in that. Because for anyone who's been gaslit, who's been neglected and just been hurt, by someone, it, it does change you. That I was different. I was angry. I was not happy. I was getting depressed and just discouraged. And abuse is going to change you. You're not going to be like, oh, happy after it, you know? That was kind of where the genius was, is because like Bonnie, my friend who knows me, is like, yeah, you're right. She has changed. She is different. It was so, but it's like top tier gaslighting because someone who knows me, she does know that I am different. Then the person who would, I was writing emails, I was having conversations before, I was just, you know, writing up sermons, doing everything I could to interact with the leadership of my church to speak against racial prejudice for the evil that it is. And then I realized that that's not going anywhere. And so, yeah, I, I guess a part of me changed that changed tactics, but that's just what it's called for because the other parts have been dismissed and like invalidated and just horrible, like this emotionally abused and i just need you to like (laughs) grasp the simplicity of this type of gaslighting and this type of manipulation like what would you say like what would you say literally what would you say if someone's like hey you're not acting like yourself 
this is not you. This is not you. You would probably sound like a crazy person saying, this is me. This is me, like, trying to convince someone. Like, no, this is me. You would just look insane trying to say, like, sound, like <laughs> trying to convince someone who you've known for three years that you are behaving, reacting within your right mind, even though you're distraught and you're, even though like, I'm, I'm like, I'm distraught, I'm emotional, I'm sad, I'm frustrated. All these things are true. It doesn't mean that my, my, my actions, my response to the racism that I've experienced and the, just the neglect that I've experienced is incorrect. They don't have to like how I'm doing it. I didn't ask their permission. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you've watched my other videos about manipulation and gaslighting, trust is a huge component in that. And I have no doubt that the reason why Bonds took what they were saying so seriously is because, like, you know, there's a leadership. There's trust there. You're thinking, oh, well, she has no reason to lie to me. Elizabeth, oh, she, why? She has, she has no reason to lie against Duce. Like, you know, they're for us. They're our leaders. No. So even though like our meeting actually blew up because I got so pissed, I was like, really, Bonnie, you're telling me I'm sinning like and they have been racist and like they've been racist this whole entire time, not talking about this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, and she was making excuses and saying like, well, the way you're doing it, the way you're doing it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just I can't do this. And so I like shut down. So I shut down the meeting and I was like, I'm not doing this right now. This is so ridiculous. And um eventually after the meeting blew up we moved to email and i was like i'm not talking to you people but they wanted to still keep talking and they were just like pursuing me and being really sweet and kind just being like we're worried blah blah blah, whatever but then i took a deep breath i literally messaged them about this i took a deep breath and i said okay okay guys i know i know y'all love me and this is coming from a place that you don't like what's happened to me you don't like you don't like that i'm hurting and I get that. That's coming from love from you. You love me. That's why you're concerned. And I love you too. Start, like, I'm sorry for hanging up. And I, I need to understand where you're coming from. I told my girls, I'm like, I'd rather you tell me the truth about how you're feeling than lie to me. And I, I told them, I was like, honestly, like, you're not me. Okay. I'm like, you love you guys, but you're not me. Like, you would never do this because it's never an option for you. I'm the type who would do this. I am not, uh, this is not out of my wheelhouse, you know? I told them, I was like, hey, I'm standing on scripture by why I'm doing this. And I understand that you're standing on scripture to why you disagree. We're both standing on scripture. I respect you. You need to respect me too. There's not a lot of way, there's literally like, basically no other verses in the Bible that says how to, how to hold leadership accountable. This specifically, 1 Timothy 5.20, if you don't know, says how to hold leadership accountable, and that's in public. Okay? And so I told them this, and I was like, I understand where we're coming from, and I respect it. But I understand that as we're starting, we're both standing on Scripture. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to respect it. We can disagree. But that's fine. So anyways, so I, I was like, I love you guys. We're, I told them, hey, we're good. We're good. I will not stop what I'm doing. Um, and I don't, but I don't expect your support. And I understand where you stand. I'm in a different place. Um, so y'all keep writing emails and letters and whatever the 
I'm on to a different place, a different way of dealing with this issue with Watermark. And that's how the meeting, that's how of the next day, the meeting ended. And we, I was on good terms with my, 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 my CG, right? But then I was so, but I was so upset after that meeting, I turned my attention to the person who just literally dropped a grenade in the middle of my CG, I guess hoping and hoping for it to blow up. And so I turned my sights to Katie Shemansky and Elizabeth and Kelsey. And I posted something on my Instagram. I said, I said, Katie Shemansky, Kelsey Smith and Elizabeth Hoffman. What the f*** were you thinking? Ambushing someone for my CG and trying to turn them against me. I just called them out publicly. And I hate it because I took that. I mean, I took the thing down (laughs) because I could have it for you. But I called them out and people saw, everyone saw and they told them eventually it got back to those girls that I was calling them out for their bullshit. And so I got a call from them like, oh, no, no, we weren't trying to turn her against. We're not trying to turn anyone against you. We're not trying to do that. We are just trying to see where you're at and make sure you're having counsel and make sure this, that and the other. And I was like, that's really I'm like, that's interesting. But like, but how do you have a meeting about me without me? That's sus. I guess the one thing they weren't counting on was that my girlfriend Bonds would tell me about the meeting that I would learn that this was not a, that what was said and how it was presented and the aftermath of it was, you know, blowing up our CG and how they intentionally left me out of the conversation because they wanted a chance to poison my friend against me. And so anyways, so that happened and I called them out and they were like, oh, they, you know, denied everything. Saying, oh no, we're not trying to, we're not trying to separate you. We're not trying to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I believe them. I was like, like, oh, please hope you can forgive us, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm working on it, but you almost destroyed one of my most precious relationships, you dumbass. Like, so I'm not really going to take that lightly, you know? And so, um, <laughs> just being real. Okay. So anyway, so, so that's, um, so I ended up meeting with them a little later and, um, they were like, you know, try to explain everything away and ask for forgiveness. Like they were so docile. And then, um, and then, uh, eventually I was kicked out of watermark membership on I think, the 17th or the 16th of August, um, 2020. So like a month later. Right. And, <laughs> and then, Oh my gosh, when was it? It might have been the next year. I forget. I have it on here and I'll show you. But anyways, um, someone told me about this blog, No Eden Elsewhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a blog about Watermark. I had no idea. And so I started looking it up and I found, I was reading everything because I was like, I felt like a crazy person because this is not talked about. It's all secret, of course, like the abuse and people are just, you know, you just stop, people just stop attending you're like where'd they go like i haven't seen them in a long time and usually they've been kicked out and shunned or something happened watermark's so big you know you won't really notice and they don't talk about it so it doesn't exist you know and so even my story it's so funny i get so much from people and they're like um this is a great church blah 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 and they're so authentic i'm like homie you didn't even know you would not even know i existed if you only relied on watermark news you would not because they keep this a secret even though this is happening and on Google, on YouTube, whatever, they are pretending like it does not exist. You will never hear from it from them because they don't acknowledge it. So, okay, that's the authentic. Well, I am like, that's why I'm like, <laughs> whatever. So anyways, so anyways, um, 
like it wasn't until so it wasn't until I read this blog and I was like and I happened upon this this post as I read it I got so mad because it finally clicked that this was not an accident they weren't trying to figure out you know how I was doing or how I was being fed or whatever they were literally trying to turn my CG against me so when I found that this article this blog post that literally read like how that was just like just line for line was basically like the conversation that my bonds had with the leadership of the church like of with Katie and Elizabeth and Kelsey this is just the status quo this is business as as usual this is how things are done and that like really just like blew my mind I was like so they were just intentionally trying to turn my girls against me trying to isolate me further and later on, they end up doing that anyways because they threatened the membership of my friends. Um, they're like, well, you don't have a group of, you know, enough people to be in a community group, so you're going to lose membership, blah, blah, blah. And, and not in the church. Yeah, threaten them with that. And that's how they eventually just like, we just went our separate ways. So when I found this article, I texted my friend Bonds. And I was like, do you remember when you had that meeting with Kelsey and, and you know, Katie? I'm like... This is sounds exactly like what you told me happened. And the fucked up thing is that like Katie was not a director. She wasn't even like, I don't know if she was on staff or on staff of the church or not, but like this is 2019. This and my stuff didn't happen until like a year later. So this is just the protocol. This is just happens. They do this all the time. Just discard people and like literally isolate them and gossip and turn people against them. But on stage, on Sundays, they teach about no gossiping. We have a 24-hour rule about not gossiping so that people don't gossip, you know? And this just goes to the whole thing about not practicing what you preach. And just it's, it's it literally blew my mind reading basically my story from a different perspective and understanding what they were really trying. They were really trying to hurt me. Because if you know anything about um, complex PTSD or you know anything about shunning, shunning oof, is, a, is a horrible emotional abuse. Like, it, it literally, like, it tears people apart because just being ostracized, having no community, that's why, like, the Amish do it. It's really cruel. It's very cruel. And they were trying to just literally kill me. That was my lifeline was my friend's. That's like my family, you know? I poured everything into my CG. One thing I will say, one thing you have to like understand about toxic personalities and these kind of toxic situations, what I've noticed is there is um, like a person who, especially if they're toxic, they cannot literally bring themselves to say something kind or a redeeming quality about the person that they're trying to smear. They have to turn the person completely against you. You're just the enemy now completely wrong. There's nothing redeeming about you. And that's how they get you to feel isolated and be emotionally and isolated against that person. Because a lot of these people are like, they have black and white thinking. It's like, if you're not for us, you're against us and you're the enemy. Okay. So if you get that inclination that someone is saying, oh, concern, so concerned. I'm like, okay, if you're so concerned about this person, why aren't they here in this conversation? Why aren't we doing this with them and doing this together? You know, and it's fake concern. Like that pretense, a pretending, feigning concern, pretending, oh, we're so worried about her and how she's being fed and she's sinning. She's down a path of sin. Like it's, it's insane. And that's when, a, you know, the leadership is like so toxic. 
It's just like, they're just like kernel of truth and a little bit of poison and smear your name. And just, just, it's just, they're really good at it. They just knew exactly what to say, how to say it and how to play it. And it was exactly how it happened in this blog post. And it's disgusting because they are literally they're tearing friendships apart, breaking hearts, shunning people. It's emotional abuse and 